We're going to be praying for the salvation of souls all around the world. That no men no more are blinded. The scales are taken off of their eyes. The scales have fallen off of their eyes. And they are open and receptive to the word of God. As we go out to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to our world, many are receptive to the word. They are willing. They are open. Hallelujah. Can you unmute your mics right now? And let's begin to pray. Thank 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for a new day. And thank you for the nations of the world and those who are in places of power of authority. Thank you, Lord, for changes happening in every nation. Thank you for the leaders, our leaders that you have chosen, leaders who rule according to your will, according to your word, and according to your way. Thank you, O oh God, for this peace in the nations of the world. We sustain the nations of the world with peace. We declare that our leaders walk in wisdom, in righteousness, in honesty. Thank you, Lord, for salvation prevails in every country, in every nation, in every town, in every city, in every place. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, because men all around the world come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank you, because more than ever before, many are coming into the kingdom. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. At this moment, we would um, take the devotion for today. And um, it's going to be um, shown on the screen. So you can follow as we read. Today is Friday, 5th of March. We're already five days into the new month. And um, you know, the word for every day from the devotion is something that you can hold on to and know that um, God is speaking to you directly. Today's topic says, stand out and be courageous. Joshua 1 and verse 5. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. This, this, this scripture, God was talking to Joshua, but you can put your name there. 
you can say, Amaka, there shall not be any man. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As God was with Moses, as God was with Joshua, as God was with Abraham, as God is with, you know, whoever you want to use as an example. He says, so he will be with you. So he will be with me. He said, God is talking now. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The word of God has to become personal to you beyond the written pages of the Bible, else it will not make an impact in your life. Joshua has gone to heaven. Joshua does not exist anymore in our present world. When you read the Bible, learn to personalize it for yourself. Now I begin to read devotion. I often recall how many years ago, cult activities in tertiary institutions were on the rise. Some Christian groups were threatened and intimidated from time to time by these nocturnal groups. But as I studied my Bible and read about the exploits of people like David, Moses, Jephthah, etc., I couldn't understand why any Christian would be intimidated by cultists. So I prayed, Lord, give me just one chance. I'll force those cult members out. Finally, I got into the university and then came my first experience in my first year. One night, the court members came dancing into the campus in their full regalia, and there was complete pandemonium. But while many scampered in different directions, looking for where to hide, I got on my knees, spoke in tongues, and I said, Lord Jesus, by your grace, I will deal with this. There will never have such, they will never have such effrontery on this campus again. Oh, Salabaragaba Sataya. See, all that God needs at every point in time is one man. One man who will stand and say, because of me, there would be a change. Then on another occasion, a year later, they sent out a message that they were going to, that they were, that they were sailing that night. And I said, sailing where? Never. When it was night, I gathered some of the brethren and said, we are sailing tonight. And as they, the cultists, were making noise and rabbi-rousing, rabbi we were out on the other side, dancing and singing. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. They are mighty. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through the Holy Ghost. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty. They are mighty. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty in the Holy Ghost. So Pastor and the other brethren on the other side were singing the songs. The song. The cultists, on the other hand, were on the other side. They were also rambling. They were talking. They were making their incantation, their enchantment, whatever it was. Second to the last paragraph. We were singing with the consciousness that in the spirit we are declaring them arrested. Guess what? The next day, the police came looking for them and they were arrested. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. The month following, several of the court leaders and members received salvation and joined us. Brothers and sisters, la cobra the things that happen around us are the things that we allow. As Christians, we should never be intimidated by anyone or anything. It's something the Lord said to me years ago. He said, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll never fail you. I'll not fail you nor forsake you. And he's saying the same to you even now. Amaka, God is saying to you. Pastor Deborah, God is saying to you. Put your name there. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and very courageous. Not many people are strong. 
In our day, not many people are strong on the inside. Many people care too much about what people think about them. Not many are very courageous. They care too much about the perception of people are over them on social media. Many of us, many, many, many Christians, I don't believe that they are here, cannot even stand boldly on social media declaring that they are Christians. You go through their social media page, you cannot place it. You cannot categorically say that this person is a Christian. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Call your name, say, I am strong and very courageous. God's word is dependable. God's word is dependable. That's what I'm telling you today. You can stake your life on it. When others are terrorized and full of fear concerning any situation, stand out and be full of courage. Stand out and be full of courage. Stand out and be full of courage. I remember it was last year, October precisely, for those who are in Nigeria and for those of course who are outside Nigeria, but we all knew about the answers matter. And I remembered, you know, as a Christian, brothers and sisters, anyways, if you've been with me for a while, this will not be new for you to hear. We do not respond according to social media trends. We do not respond according to emotions. We do not respond according to annoyance. Has the SARS in Nigeria be, be, been, been wicked to some people? Yes. Have they terrified some people? Yes. Have they done unjustly? Yes. But as Christians, how do we respond? Do we pay evil back for evil? Do we begin to burn the police stations because, oh, they harassed us. Oh, they, they arrested us for no reason. Oh, they did this to our brothers. Oh, they did this to our sisters. I was speaking to a Christian sister and she told me, he said, I cannot count the number of times I had to bail my brother from SARS. See, Sister Maka, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that NSARS is from the devil. I said, sister, you are a Christian. You are a Christian. You do not respond by like the people of the world. We don't pay evil for evil. Our Bible tells us to pay good for good for evil. If we are to pay good for evil, how then were we supposed to respond? Is it by carrying placard and saying answers? Is it by carrying placard and says this, this government is a bad government and it must end? Yet the Bible told us in 1 Timothy, he said for us to pray for those who are in places of authority. And that's what we do here every day for the first 15 minutes. Who are we following? Who's others are we obeying? Whose command are we following? The Bible says, pray for your leaders, pray for your president, call them by thy name. If you are in the telegram group, sister princess every day posts a particular country. She posts the details of the country, the name of the president. So you can call them by their name. You can pray for them. Are you praying or are you complaining? Are you joining people on social media to speak against your president? The Bible says for you to pray for them. He did not say for you to speak against them. So brothers and sisters, no matter what my president does, no matter what those in authority does, I will do the word of God. I will not do what social media trend is pushing me to do. And I told them at that time, I said, this thing is of the devil. Oh, it would have been okay that I did not agree with the answers campaign, but to say that it was of the devil, many people could not sit with it. And I was not quiet about it. I did not care how anybody felt about it. I knew the word of God. I knew, see, I used to tell people, I said, when you were growing up, and even up till now, some of you have parents. If I told you that your father did this, you can beat your chest and say, my father, I've known my father for 30 something years of my life. My father cannot do that. Where is your boast coming from? Your boast is coming from an understanding of a father that has raised you for over 30 years. And I asked the question, I say, how come many have been Christians for 10 years, for 15 years, for 20 years, yet they do not know their father. I know how my father will respond in any particular situation. My father will not carry a placard and say answers. So when that happens, I know it is not from my father. My father will not insult his pres the president of the nation if he were here on earth. There are things my father would not do because I know the heartbeat of my father. I know how my father thinks. I know how he talks. I know how he acts. Brothers and sisters, don't be a Christian in the name. Be a Christian in the books. Be a Christian that has an understanding of your father. You know his heartbeat. You know how he thinks. You know how he talks. You know how he does, he, he does everything that he should do. 
that he does. So today's Rhapsody says, be strong and courageous. We are living in a world where evil is celebrated and good is relegated. Don't join them. Don't join them. Be bold about your Christianity. You cannot be with me for five minutes and mistake me for somebody else. You will know that I'm a Christian. I will not hide it. I will not, I will not be quiet about it. God is counting on us on, in these last days. Be bold and very courageous. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. God bless you and thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. I'll be taking the further studies. First John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and I've overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First Corinthians 16, 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like... Quit you like men, be strong. And Ephesians 6, 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Praise God. Right now, we're going to be taking the, we're going to be taking the confession together. Yeah, the confession, praise God. Um, you don't have to unmute your mic, just repeat after me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah, praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Bordozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Um, thank you, everyone of you that have been here every single morning, being consistent with the Rhapsody of Realities and reading the Daily Bible Plan. I'll be taking us with the New Testament reading of, and we're going through the book of Mark. Today we're reading Mark chapter 11 from verse one to 26, and this is the message translation. So I'd like you to open up the eyes of your understanding and receive a word for yourself from all this. Praise God. All right, the caption, entering Jerusalem on a coat. When they were nearing Jerusalem, at Bethage and Bethany on Mount Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you will find a colt, feather, one that has never yet been ridden. That's like a brand new car. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Say, the master needs him and will return him right away. They went and found a coat tied to a door at the street corner and untied it. Some of those standing there said, what are you doing untying that coat? The disciples replied, exactly as Jesus has instructed them and the people let them alone. So go out there today and Reply exactly as Jesus has told you in your spirit, as the Holy Spirit has told you. Go out there and go claim that contract. Go claim that job. Go claim that deal as the Spirit of God is leading you. They brought the coat to Jesus, spread their coats on it, and he mounted. The people gave him a wonderful welcome, some throwing their coats on the streets, others spreading out rushes they had caught in the fields running ahead and following after. They were calling out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name. Blessed, bless the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And I'm sure they were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, 
Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, we lift up your name with a heart full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord our God. Hosanna in the highest. Praise God. Wow, this is what Jesus was experiencing that day. He entered Jerusalem, then entered the temple. He looked around, taking it all in. But by now it was late. So he went back to Bethany with the 12. Verse 12, the caption, the cost fig tree. As they left Bethany the next day, he was hungry. Off in the distance, he saw a fig tree in full leaf. He came up to it, expecting to find something for breakfast, but found nothing but fig leaves. It wasn't yet the season for figs. He addressed the tree. Jesus is speaking to the tree. So speak to that situation. No one is going to eat fruits from you again, ever. And the disciples overheard him. They arrived at Jerusalem. Immediately on entering the temple, Jesus started throwing out everyone who had set up shop there, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of the bankers and the stalls of the pigeon merchants. He didn't let anyone even carry a basket through the temple. And then he taught them, quoting this text. My house was designated a house of prayer for the nations. You have turned it into a hangout of thieves. The high priests and religious scholars heard what was going on and plotted how they might get rid of him. They panicked for the entire crowd was carried away by his teaching. At evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city. In the morning, walking along the road, they saw the fig tree shriveled to a dry stick. Peter, remembering what, the, what had happened the previous day, said to him, Rabbi, 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 look, the fig tree you cost is shriveled up. Jesus was, um, matter of fact, embrace this life. Oh. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it and nothing will be too much for you. So Jesus is speaking to us today. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, that mountain, in your life today, for instance, just say, go jump into the lake. No shuffling or shilly shalling. And it's as good as done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. And Jesus is speaking to you and I today. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God life and you get God's everything. And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember that is not all action. Remember that is not all action. If you have anything against someone, forgive. Only then will your heavenly father be inclined to also wipe your slate clean of sin. And may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for this wonderful time to be a blessing. God bless you and have a beautiful day. Right now, I'll be handing over to Brother John, who will be taking us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Brother Duzi. <laughs> that was beautiful. So, good warm greetings, everyone. And... Um, Welcome to another beautiful time <clears throat> as we go through the Old Testament. Now we are in number 16. Number 16. And um, the caption, the rebels. I think the the one I'm using is quite different from the one, but we move. Okay, it's message translation. Thank you. 
Just give me a minute. Let me get my message translation. Okay, let me just read it from the screen. I don't know why my, my message translation is misbehaving this morning. Okay, the rebels getting on his high horse one day. Korah, son of Isa, the son of Kohar, the son of Levi, along with a few Rebunites, Dethan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, and on son of Peleth, rebelled against Moses. He had with him 250 leaders of the congregation of Israel, prominent men with positions in the council. They came as a group and confronted Moses and Aaron, saying, You have overstepped yourself. This entire community is holy, and God is in their midst. Uh, okay, so why do you act like you are like you are running the whole show? Verse 4, on hearing this, Moses threw himself face, face down on the ground. Then he addressed Korah and his gang. In the morning, God will make clear who is on his side, who is holy. God will take his stand and the one he chooses. Verse 6, now Korah, here is what I want you, you and your gang to do. Tomorrow, take censers in the presence of God, put fire in them and then incense. Then we will see who is holy, see whom God chooses. Sons of Levi, you have overstepped yourselves. Verse 8, Moses continued with Korah, listen well now, sons of Levi, isn't it enough for you that the God of Israel has selected you out of the congregation of Israel to bring you near him, to serve in the midst of the dwelling of God, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them. He has brought you and all your brother, Levites, into his inner circle, and now you are grasping for the priesthood too. It is God you have ganged up against, not us. What do you have against Aaron that we are badmouthing him? Verse 12. Moses then ordered Detan and Abiram, sons of Eliab, to, hear, to appear, but they said, we are not coming. Isn't it enough that you yanked us out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? And now you keep trying to boss us around. Face it, you haven't produced. You haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. You haven't given us the promised inheritance of fields and vineyards. You'd have to poke our eyes out to keep us from seeing what's going on. Forget it, we are not coming. Verse 15, Moses' temper blazed white hot. He said to God, don't accept their grain of fruit. I haven't taken so much as a single donkey from them. I haven't hurt a single hair of their heads. Moses said to Korah, bring your people before God tomorrow. Appear there with them and Aaron. Have each man bring his censer filled with incense and present it to God. All 250 censers, and you and Aaron do the same. Bring your censers. So they all did it. They brought their censers filled with fire and incense and stood at the entrance of the tents of meeting. Moses and Aaron did the same. It was Korah and his gang against Moses and Aaron at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The entire community could see the glory of God. God said to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this congregation so that I can finish them off and be done with them. <laughs> Verse 22. They threw themselves on their faces and said, Oh God, God of everything living, when one man sins, are you going to take it out of the whole community? God spoke to Moses. Speak to the community. Tell them, back off from the tents of Korah, Datan, and Abiram. Moses got up and went to Datan and Abiram. The leaders of Israel followed him. He then spoke to the community, back off from the tents of these bad men. Don't touch a thing that belongs to them, lest you be carried off on the flood of their sins. So they all backed away from the tents of Korah, Datan, and Abiram. Datan and Abiram by now had 
come out and were standing at the entrance of their tents with their wives, children, and babies. Moses continued to address the community. This is how you will know that it was God who sent me to do all these things and that it wasn't anything I cooked up on my own. If these men died natural death, like all the rest of us, you will know that it wasn't God who sent me. But if God does, does something unprecedented, if the ground opens up and swallows the lot of them, and they are pitched alive into Sheol, then you will know that these men have been insolent with God. Verse 31, the words were hardly out of his mouth when the earth split open. Earth opened its mouth and in one gulp swallowed them down, the men and their families, all the human beings connected with Korah, along with everything they owned, and that was the end of them, pitched alive in Sheol. The earth closed up over them, and that was the last the community heard of them. Verse hmm. 34, and the sound of their cries, everyone around ran for dear life, shouting, we are about to be swallowed up alive. Then God sent lightning. The fire cremated the 250 men who were offering the incense. God spoke to Moses, tell Eliezer, son of Aaron the priest, gather up the censers from the smoldering cinders and scatter the coals a distance away from these censers. For these censers have become holy. Take the censers of the men who have sinned and are now dead and hammer them into thin sheets for covering the altar. They have been offered to God and are holy to God. Let them serve as a sign to Israel evidence of what happened this day. So Eliezer gathered all the bronze censers that belonged to those who had been born up and had them hammered flat and used to overlay the altar, just as God had instructed him by Moses. This was to serve as a sign to Israel that only descendants of Aaron were allowed to burn incense before God. Anyone else trying it would end up like Korah and his gang. Verse 41, grumbling broke out the next day in the community of Israel, grumbling against Moses and Aaron. You have killed God's people. But it so happened that when the community got together against Moses and Aaron, they looked over the tent of meeting, and there was the cloud, the glory of God for all to see. Moses and Aaron stood at the front of the tent of meeting. God spoke to Moses, back away from this congregation, so I can do away with them this very minute. <laughs> they threw themselves face down on the ground. Moses said to Aaron, take your censer and fill it with incense, along with fire from the altar. Get to the congregation as fast as you can. Make atonement for them. Anger is pouring out from God. The plague has started. Aaron grabbed the censer as directed by Moses and ran into the midst of the congregation. The plague had already begun. He put burning incense into the censer and atoned for the people. He stood there between the living and the dead and stopped the plague. 14,700 people died from the plague, not counting those who died in the affair of Korah. Aaron then went back to join Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The plague was stopped. Wow. May the Lord bless this reading. Over to you, Esteem Lamarack. Thank you so much, Brother Jose and Brother John, for the Bible reading so far. Um, there's just so much to learn from the scriptures. Um, as Brother John was reading number 16, I've been a leader for many years, and at different times I've been opposed in my leadership. I've been betrayed by by um, by by followers, you know, and um, I tell leaders, Jesus had a Judah. Why are you feeling bad that someone ganged up against you? It's not an issue, you know. So we see here in the scriptures how that there will be people who will question your call, who will question your leadership, but don't let it move you. The God who called you will always prove that He is the one who called you. Fire may not come down from heaven anymore at this time but focus on the ministry that you have been called to do and be sure that as a leader you are genuinely interested in seeing the people that God has brought to you become all that he's planned for them to be and you also as a leader don't find yourself in that place where you are questioning the office of another leader the leader that is ahead of you even if they do wrong 
Don't be the one that gangs up with others and are gossiping about those leaders. Pray for them. And if you must take any matter up, take it upwards. Don't talk, you don't talk horizontally and you don't talk downwards. That is, you don't talk to people who cannot talk to that leader and who cannot correct the situation. There is a way things are done in our kingdom. And as we read the Bible, I hope that you can see the character of God, the mind of God concerning different things. Look at how he responded to Kohat, Kohat and his people. You know, and then we read the story of Miriam and Aaron when they had questioned the authority of Moses. What they were even saying was even right according to the instruction of God because Moses was not supposed to marry any woman other than from the children of Israel. It was a law that God had given to the children of Israel. So what Aaron and Miriam was talking to Moses about, they were right. But when God showed up, God wasn't judging the rightness of the, of the situation. He was questioning the audacity of Aaron and Miriam to talk to his, the, his servant. See, there's a, there's a term that we use, man of God. Man of God is like when you say bag of Amarak or shoe of Amarak. It means that the shoe belongs to me and the bag belongs to me. The man of God belongs to God. Do not touch. Don't touch with your words. Don't touch with your action. If the man of God does what is not right before his master, the master will deal with him. The only thing the Bible tells us is that we pray for these people. Don't be the one to castigate your leaders or your pastors, even when they are doing the wrong things. How about you pray for them? So you see, reading the Bible every day shows you the mind of God concerning every situation. And with that, you can be sure that every point in time you are responding and acting according as God wants you to act. Numbers chapter 17, Aaron's staff. God spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel, get staffs from them, 12 staffs in all, one from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. <coughs> Excuse me. Write each man's name on his staff. Start with Aaron. Write Aaron's name on the staff of Levi and then proceed with the rest. A staff for the leader of each ancestral tribe. Now lay them out in the tent of meeting in front of the testimony where I keep appointments with you. What will happen next is this. The staff of the man I choose will sprout. I'm going to put a stop to this endless grumbling by the people of Israel against you. Moses spoke to the people of Israel. Their leaders handed over 12 staffs, one for the leader of each tribe, and Aaron's staff was one of them. Moses laid out the staffs before God in the tent of testimony. Moses walked into the tent of testimony the next day and saw that Aaron's staff, the staff of the tribe of Levi, had in fact, in fact sprouted boards, blossoms, and even ripe almonds. Moses brought out all the staffs from God's presence and presented them to the people of Israel. They took a good look. Each leader took the staff with his name on it. God said to Moses, Return Aaron's staff to the front of the testimony. Keep it there as a sign to rebels. This will put a stop to the grumbling against me and save their lives. Moses did just as God commanded. The people of Israel said to Moses, we're as good as dead. This is our death sentence. Anyone who even gets close to the dwelling of God is as good as dead. We are all doomed. Are we all doomed? There's been, there's, there have been rebels from the days of the Bible. And there will always be rebels in the church. Make up your mind that you will never be counted as a rebel. Don't be categorized at, as one. Don't be labeled at, as one. Don't be in any way, even misunderstood as one. It will start with your association. Who are your friends in church? If you're always hanging out with people who are very quick to speak against authority and say, no, I'm not like them. You know, we're childhood friends. We grew up together. We said that the friend of a thief is a thief. They say, if you, if you hang out with five billionaires, you'll be the sixth. It's only normal for you to be categorized with those that you hang out with. 
We've heard the word of God today through all the different opportunities that God has given us today. I hope that you know that it's an opportunity for you to hear the word of God at any point in time and to believe it because not everybody's heart is easily persuaded or inspired by the word. We can take one or two testimonies before we take the Pauline affirmation. If you have a testimony, the first two hands that go up, one minute each. If you can't share your testimony in one minute, please don't raise your hand up. <laughs> okay, so we have testimonies in the house. First two hands that go up. I'm counting to five. Is anyone trying to look for the raise hand button? Okay, it seems like the testifiers are not around today. Okay, praise God. I think we'll just move on straight into the Pauline affirmation. So I'll hand over to Brother Martins to take the Pauline affirmation. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Hi, Brother Martins. You need to omit from your end. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. I'll say very thank you to the esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. Okay, this morning we are taking our Poland affirmation and our affirmation um, is right now on your screen. So I will kindly ask everyone to unmute and we'll take the affirmation at the count of three. Affirmation, we take it normally by starting with our name and then the first paragraph, you say I, your name again, and then you take the affirmation. In the third paragraph, you say your name, my love abounds more and more. Okay, at the count of three, one. Hi. My name is Thank <laughs> you. 
Hallelujah. Amen. 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 At this moment, we'll take a communion. If you're joining us for the first time, we break bread every day, and there's a reason we do it. Every time that you break the bread, it is an affirmation, a proclamation of who you are in Christ, of your access to everything that Christ died, was buried, resurrected, ascended, and and was glorified that you might be, have, and do. And because he died, there are many things that were taken care of. Because he resurrected, there are many things that became yours, including eternal life in Christ. That life that cannot be sick. If you have been diagnosed of any ailment whatsoever, if you break bread consistently, it will change. I remember sharing a testimony of a dear sister who had come to me as a leader sometime was two years ago. And she said that she had to go do some general tests because she wanted to apply for something and they found a condition. And, you know, she, it, was, it was something that, um, in quotes, incurable, and it was a, a red alert. So she, she came to me and like, Stamaka CCC, what the doctors found. I've, I've tried different places and the same thing. And I told her, I said that the life of God that you have on the inside is not religion. It is something that you can activate and deal with any health condition. And amongst the things I told her today, I said, go and find all the scriptures that talk about your life in Christ and why you cannot be sick. Turn them into affirmations and then break bread every day. And I gave her the affirmation to say every time she's breaking bread, it's called the seven great this um this um seven great confessions of our solid friends and she did it and in less than a month she went back to the doctors and she said sister maka i don't know what happened but everything has changed she was breaking bread morning and night she was taking the affirmation religiously like drugs this are this communion has changed things all of us here we remember the testimony of brother kenneth who had dealt with a spinal condition for five years he showed us his medical report he posted it on the group by the breaking of the bread by the affirmation of the health affirmations that we post on a daily basis five years spinal cord health issue was corrected and someone who was due for his surgery was declared free and okay to continue with his life. So do not joke with the communion as we break it every day, as we take it every day. First Corinthians 11 and verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. <clears throat> The breaking of the bread and the taking of the wine is not a religion for us. It is a proclamation, an affirmation, and a declaration of who we are in you and what we have with you. Thank you, Father, for everyone that hears the sound of my voice today. I declare, O oh God, that every one of them, whatever that matter is, as we break this bread, that issue is broken away in the name of the Lord Jesus. Break the bread and take it. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do years after as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death till he come. Thank you, Lord. For the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus, as often as we take it, even today we declare that God is to us who the word says he is. Jesus Christ is to us who the word says it is. The Holy Spirit is to us who the word says it is. We are who the word says we are. We have what the word says we have. We can do what the word says we can do. And we are where the word of God says we are. Thank you, Father, for the seven great confessions of our solid friends, affirmations of who we are, what we have, and what we can do, having come to Christ. Thank you, Lord, for every situation gives way for we are named by the name of Jesus, the highest name on earth. 
that sickness has a name and he bows to the name of Jesus. That challenge, that situation has a descriptive name and there is a name higher than it. And it is by that name that we declare that there are miracles for everyone connected this morning. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please take the communion. I want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you for connecting today. We'll meet again tomorrow and um, go with the consciousness of the supernatural. Carry it as an atmosphere and be conscious of who you are. Never forget it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Those going to bed, have a restful night. We can omit at this moment and share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. We love you. Thank you.